2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is you're listening or watching this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and somebody who's clearly mimicking, me. if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, my was-a-good friend, he's now been demoted to average friend, Simon Towner. How you doing, mate? You all right? Very good, thanks. Yourself?
1: Yeah, not bad, not bad. You been up too much this week? Nothing much, mate. trying to just filter myself back into the working life, post-lockdown and injuries, so it's... Uh... About same way you were, but a month later.
2: <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
1: Uh, you seen any lads
2: this week? Because I know you're cutting hair again now, aren't you? So, which is well, good because well, I might be getting in touch with you and asking if you know I can have an haircut soon.
1: There, there's a scoop. There I ain't announced it yet, pal.
2: <laughs> what? That you're um cutting hair again?
1: Yeah, I'm doing like a seven day story, sort of build to Saturday, saying back cutting hair and then putting pictures of what I'm going to do this week. Where's
2: well, this on your Instagram? Mm. Yeah, no one gives a shit about your Instagram on this podcast, mate. That's a different, different audience altogether. There's nobody watching this. It's like, oh no, I'm enjoying Sam's <laughs> bloody sharp series. But yeah, right, you're back cutting air. Uh, everyone knows now, uh, thanks to this. But um, like I said, it's not it's not the same it's not the same audience, is it?
1: But uh, how are you finding it? Are you alright? Yeah, good. I've got uh sort of like the, the Burnley part of my clientele to do this week. Um ready for the big game on uh, Sunday. So yeah, Saturday's my my day of travels to get them, the boys ready. Happy
2: days. Are you, Were uh, you seeing Larkman by any chance on Saturday? I am. Um, oh yeah, right. I'm going to get that thing sorted that we that. talked about.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, no because I, I, I was thinking about that today and I'm like, I bet, I bet he's already gone. I'll be fuming. Um, cause I, I forget, you forget. And we're just, just shit. Aren't we? We're just a shit pair of people. So I need to, I need I to anybody get that. doesn't know what
1: he wants signing Is he's, he's, you know, the I love NY, he's got an I love ML and he just wants it signing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's obviously bullshit. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
2: I'll tell everyone then What I actually want is Because I've interviewed him on the pod uh, Interviewed David Jones as well on the pod What I want to start doing going forward Is everyone I've ever interviewed on this podcast Get a sand shirt of their name on the back Just their sand um, And that's it Just That'll be a good Probably. little collection to have Something I can look back on in... 20, 30 years or whatever, Um, so that'll be good to have. Uh, Before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Pitch Sports. If you haven't already, please do go and check them out. They're like a fan hub. Um, Obviously, if you listen to the podcast every week, you'll be well aware of who they are, but they're available on the App Store and the Google Play Store. Uh, Not available in Ireland yet, I don't think, unfortunately. He always gets very annoyed at that. Uh, but fingers crossed we get that sorted soon. But if you haven't already, please go and check them out. You can chat to fans, you can pick your team, you can rate the games, rate the referees, rate everything. And just pretty much um, just, just do whatever you want on it and, and stuff like that. So give them a shout. Sorry, go ahead and give them a look out. Um, download the app and then and then you can answer our fan time uh, questions and stuff on there as well. Because I upload a video to it every single week. And we'll get into that later in a bit because I am going to um,
1: and if ask you, want, you your opinions simpler. The Joe Redman mugshot, weekly mugshot, because it's fantastic. Well, you know what? I think
2: it was speaking of quilter, I think it were him that mentioned it. But bloody old Joe, you look like you're going to knock someone out on this. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, and I said, oh, no, I know, I don't, I don't do the graphics. It's them that does it. And then Is I it? never mentioned it to them. And now they've sent me an email saying, "Oh, really sorry that you that you look that you think you look stupid on all these." We'll start choosing a better picture now. So now
1: they've just started to stop. I must admit, like obviously as your friend, sometimes you'd step in at times like this. And other times you just think, "I'll leave that one well alone." And this was one of them occasions where, I thought, Why well, is he picking pictures this well, <laughs> away? I it, it, what it, was did, going on. Like I said, it weren't me that did it And I'm not
2: self-conscious enough to give that much of a shit I, I, I did look at it sometimes I think, oh, for God's sake, they could have picked a better one But I weren't that bothered and like, no, I'm not going to put that out It's stupid, I just, just won't you. I'm I'm not fussed Um, But yeah it is worth that as well, but um, but yeah, we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, and finally, one last thing before we get started. Uh, did you know that we're now on Alexa? Up um, mine hasn't, so. No, it hasn't.
1: No, it's <laughs> <out>, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know that we're on Alexa uh, and other branded smart speakers? I don't know what the other ones are called. Is it Google Play and stuff like that? And I think there's some other ones as well. Um, try it out now if you haven't already. Oh, and I've got an Alexa behind me. I don't know if you can see it. There you can. Let's see if it works. Alexa, volume eight. Just, just, just so you can hear it, Alexa. Play TurfCast Cast podcast.
0: Here's Turf
1: Cast from TuneIn, resuming season two, episode one. Season starts with Warriors Interesting. Tukowski is stepped up and bids come in. <laughs> do, do, we're back. There you go.
2: There we're you go. Together. There you go. We're, uh, we're in the 21st, fir- Alexa. Stop. Uh, we're in the 21st century. Um, so there you go, that's all you have to do. If you're listening now on any other device and you sat near one of the A words, I'm not gonna say it again. Um, give it a chance now. Uh, sorry, give it a try, because I know sometimes they don't understand. they say, I tried it the other day and I was like, play turf cast podcast. It was like playing turf something, it was like this horse racing podcast. or like, what's this? Um so obviously you gotta gotta try it out now. And, and plus it gives us an extra listen, doesn't it? So happy days with that. You'll have to try it, Simon, because I know you do you str- is it you that struggles with it? I can't remember. It's, it's a, so one of my mates that it never understands.
1: Probably
2: Jared. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but anyway, let's get into the actual talk. Now, I know we did a lot of stuff on target last week, and it was good to see Simon squirm. Uh, but we're going to see him squirming again this week, unfortunately. Or oh, should I say fortunately? Uh, because there's been a bit of a development. Uh, there's been rumours um, at this, pretty much as soon as we did the podcast last week, the rumours that he is going to sort of like um, not... Refused to play or whatever or work his way out of the club. But he, I think something said somewhere that um, he is looking to leave the club. I think it was in one of the papers. I can't remember which one it was. That was like Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. Um, to enhance his England chances, which is something that we all kind of knew anyway. But when when you see it on a website and in print, it becomes a bit like, oh, well, maybe there's something to this then. Uh, but Daesh said yesterday at the time of recording this, which is on Wednesday in his pre-match press conference, said, I'm not planning on anything other than a Target being at Burnley. Um, beyond this transfer window. We want to keep our best players in house. I don't see why any player would want to leave at this moment in time. Now, that's a good development, but um, how many times do we see a club, including Burnley, like everybody does it, push a narrative that ends up not being entirely true? Like, look at all the... Like Daesh does it a lot regularly with, with injuries, like he doesn't necessarily tell the truth with injuries and stuff and plays them down and stuff. So, what are your thoughts on these comments then, Simon?
1: Uh, it's just like a calming measure, and he's trying to put, he's trying to squash a topic. And as he openly admitted in the last time, I mean, I know nothing that no one else knows. I, the first time I'm reading these, I'm hearing these. What are you telling me now? Yes. Um. And and to be honest with you, like he said in the Ings thing, he got asked a hundred times, and then it became not became true because he asked, but it, because they know that something's happening. But yes. that's well, the reason it gets asked a hundred times. Is because Dash just squashes it. So they keep asking because they know, they just needed to say it. So if they're starting to ask him a lot, then obviously there is some truth in it. There must be. Um, I kind of dismiss the comment of I don't understand why any player would want to leave at this moment in time. That all depends on what offers are on the table. I mean, I'm a Burnley. I'm J-Rod's a Burnley fan, but it depends what offer come on his table. Would probably spot. he left. He's left once. Is exactly. You know I mean, it's all about. It's just. It's a short career, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know, mate. I, I, I haven't got anything to really add to it. I think it worked the same position we were last year. Uh, last year, last week's podcast. We, I wanted to stay. Hopefully, it does. But if he doesn't, I can understand every part of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I don't really see the point in that last sentence. Uh, no. the, the first, the the first thing. Um, suggest to me that there's been no talk between him and Tarki or talking and the board or anything as of yet, because he says I'm. He wouldn't say I'm planning for him being at the club if there'd been conversations where Tarkid said, "Look, I would, I will be leaving um, if the offer came in or, or whatever." Or yes, can you please let me leave if you know West Ham offer this amount of money or whatever? Um, so I think that you can look something into the first sentence and think, well, obviously, obviously that conversation hasn't been had. Will it be had? I'm not. Or we we don't know. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Like the last bit, I think it's just a case of burying his head in the sand, so to speak. I think it's just a case of well. Yeah, uh, you you might you uh, you might not want to leave this club at this moment in time, which is something we'll get onto after this, because yeah. that's what I can say that out. Of. That's what I can take out of that one. Um, but I think it's just like I said, like you don't know what the circumstances are. It's not just money as well. Like you say, we, we all know that Talkie wants to play for England, and for whatever reason, whether it be the system or uh, Southgate having a ridiculous vendetta against a club or Southgate you know, sorry, Daesh ploughing Southgate's wife. We'll never know. There's some reason why a burn the play, can't get called up to the England squad. And Torquay is obviously one of them that's, that's being, what's the word, his career is being thwarted by it. So I, I think that bit's a little bit, yeah, I think he's burying his head in the sand a little bit with that last comment. Cause if Talkie wants to play for England, he has to leave it. It's that simple. Which
1: yeah. I think, I think it's a short sighted comment that ultimately in the long run, loses your respect because every time he says something similar next time, even if it's true, you're not going to have it. And, uh, yeah, I can understand why he's under pressure. He's got no players and his best players are being poached with very little signs of an incoming. Uh so I can understand why he's trying to pretend that things are all rosy because that's what you've got to do as a manager, isn't it? It's not just playing football nowadays, it's controlling the media. And Fergie Fergie taught us how he did that and Mourinho does it and Dash does it in his own little way.
2: Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the narrative that they're trying to push. You can understand why they're doing it. I've got I've got no no problems with them pushing that narrative. You've got to try and keep the peace. You don't want the fans going absolutely mental and stuff. Uh, and you want people to want to come to the club as well at this moment in time. Because if he's creating a circus and saying, yeah, you know, talk is going to leave. And, you know, we've got no one coming in, which is probably the truth. That's just me guessing. Yeah. Then, then, then no one's the going to of be a circus a around of the, the fans, club.
1: It's a morale of the players. Everything just takes a nose down. And, and I, I fully understand why he's doing it. I just think when you ultimately know where this is going to end, which it appears to be, then it might be a short-sighted response, to be honest.
2: Well, I think that leads me perfectly onto my next question then, because this week, as I've just mentioned, on the Pitch Sport app, we do a, well, I do a fan-time question every single week. We were going to do it, just me and Simon eventually, Um, but we're never together now because we were going to have a studio and all that stuff, weren't we? And just sit there going, yeah, 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 yeah. But that hasn't happened yet, thanks to COVID and stuff. And I bought us cups. Came to us once, got locked down after that. Yeah, exactly. I've done it. I've only got one of them now. I think one of them broke or something. Oh. It'll be about somewhere. There's one up there actually. There's one up there actually. Um, but yeah, I've I've just sent my question into um, the pitch guys about three or four hours ago. And fair play to them, they've they've been very very quick. They've got it up on the app already. Um, but I will ask Simon this question now. My question on the pitch sport app and watching Squirm is where which team? Not which team, sorry. Do you think James Tarkovsky will still be at Burnley when the transfer window closes?
1: Fucking hell. I literally know nothing, so don't ever read into this. Everyone's going to be like, fucking hell, Simon said, no. So nah, I don't have a fucking clue. But just reading the situation as I am from outside the circle, I don't think so because it seems set. However, I thought it would be gone by now, so I'm hoping and praying that I'm wrong. I didn't think we'd start the season with him two weeks ago. Um. Do I think he'll go West Ham? No, I don't, to be honest with you. But again, I don't I don't know anything, mate. I might be fucking begging to pay for a train down to there to cut his hair still in, in another week or two. So things could all change. I don't I don't think we'll have him. But I hope we do.
2: You know what? Everyone knows I know nothing. Everyone knows I barely even know my own name. I can barely run the I can barely put a tweet out on Turfcast without a spelling mistake on it. So everybody knows I know nothing. But I'm I, I'm on your side. I just, just, there's no smoke way out of fire. Um, I, I get the sense that he wants to go, not because he doesn't want to play for the club anymore, but because of his ambitions of his career. He wants to play European football, that's something we can't offer him um all right West Ham can't offer him that that's fair enough but I'm, I'm like you I don't think he'll go to West Ham even if West Ham offered 35 million pounds now and then came into him and said right what you want at Burnley 40 50 we'll give you 75 I think he'll be like well no I don't really see it as a step forward yeah I might make 25 grand a week more whatever or whatever that's just a guess by the way what he's on I don't know what he's on either um I might make 25 grand a week more whatever but I'm going to be battling relegation, battling to to fight him uh, to, to get a place in the table. I'm going not going to get. It down, in, yeah, I, yeah. I, I might get in the England squad. Exactly. Yeah, he's going to. Be, there's that as well. I might get in the England squad because Declan Rice does. But this time in a year, you could easily be in the in the championship if you go to West Ham. So I think for me, we're just waiting to see what Leicester do. And if Leicester decide they want him, Leicester have him. If Leicester decide they want someone else, then I, I think he's going to I can see
1: that that. At Leicester, there's a hole to fill. And if you fill that hole, you've probably got a successful squad. And to be fair, I say that, and that's... I can't remember his fucking name now. What's he called? Sok Tewit? No.
2: Lord Farquhar from um,
1: Shrek. He, he stepped up, to be fair, last year. So I'm saying mm. it. But I can understand the position they're trying to fill to complete this sort of team. With West Ham, you, you're not filling anything other than... Square pegs and round holes. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's just you you plug in an area that eventually the, the whole team in front of you needs to change. Still, I think I can see progression with Leicester and, and Burnley fans might not want to hear that, but I I can see progression.
2: Nobody will disagree with that. Nobody will disagree that? that Leicester is an obvious progression.
1: You, well, yeah, I hope so. I hope that we're all on the same mindset with that, but you never know. Um, I don't I, I can see a progression. I can see a big progression. I can see. There's Europa, there's Champions League, potentially. Uh, Brendan Rodgers has done good things for throughout his career. So, and if you, he's one of them. isn't mean, it's a relationship game. is football. You know, if you go to Brendan Rodgers and he gets another big move somewhere after Leicester, they tend to take the mates we them. and stuff like. That. Look at Cook, Ronald Koeman at um, Barcelona. It's just picking out all, all his mates. now, isn't he? and in bringing them all to Barcelona.
2: Yeah, we'll see how that works. Uh, everyone knows who knows me personally knows I quite like Barcelona, but uh, a bit interesting to see how that one works. Um, but on the other, you just spoke about Leicester and how much of a, a good move that would be. But on the other hand, West Ham would be the exact opposite of that. You go like you say, square peg round holes. You, you're going into a half-built team that's not doing very well. You can you you can have a different manager within the next six weeks if it went today. You could be in the Championship with the season. You're going to have owners that are you know disillusioning the fans and uh, sort of like that relationship isn't there. Because uh, they've been in turmoil for ages with their owners, so I, I just honestly, if, if he if he goes to West Ham, I will plat shit live on this podcast. There you go, I've said it. <laughs> I, I will plat shit live on this podcast. I'll oh. do a Facebook live of me platting shit.
1: Part of me wanting to go West Ham.
2: Yeah, part of a lot of people were wanting to go West Ham now. To be fair, but I'm listening. To, honest, it ain't going to happen.
1: I was listening to Talksport the other day, um, and they were they had a West Ham fan. Well, to be fair, they are about three in a row, so they must have been the topic of the day. And they were just going mad about gold, or gull, however you pronounce it, gold, saying "Is this, Is that, he don't do this, he don't do that, he don't give us any money, he don't do it. And I just think, fucking hell, if you think that's bad, you want to come up north, fella, because they're still getting that multi-million. Pack. Look at the forwards that they've bought recently over years. You yeah. know, from, I just think they're, they're mad as a box of frogs to think that they're not getting anything. Because they are, they're just not getting what they want, which is a different argument. Um, and I think if you went there, you've got, you've got a fan base to deal with as much as you've got a buddy club to deal with. I mean, what what were it last season or season before? You only
2: have to look at, I think it was season before, weren't it, when we beat them there 3-0? And you only have to look at what happened there, and Absolutely. absolute. There's still the same owners, still the same relationship. They just haven't had an overpouring of emotion recently. So, West Ham are a club in turmoil, and I genuinely believe they will be in danger of going down this season. I don't think I predicted them to go down on last week's podcast. Today. I can't even remember how I predicted now, but they're in danger of going down, as we are. But so are they, and I think you could easily see them in the championship next season if we keep target. However, I think we will be all right but um moving on like you said earlier still no movement in the transfer market but we are linked with another potential move once again for Craig Dawson um bit of a bit of a like a, a, a negative reaction from the fans from this one which i can half understand yeah. um but what what are your thoughts on it then if 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 you can if you if you can understand the reaction
1: i think he is what he is he's a solid center half who fits a dash mold so what more can you really want? However, as a Burnley fan, I kind of just fucking want some, some fresh faces. I want some excitement. I want something that's going to make me think my kids are going to want to buy that shirt. You know what I mean? I, and, and I can't. I can't. Oh, I know what you think. So this is. Why I don't I think you do actually. I don't think you do. Where, where, where are you saying this? But go on. I obviously. I don't. I don't think it's a signing that we. We want to see, but I do think it's a signing that will do a job. This is exactly what I'm going to say, see. You no, know nothing, not. mate. You know nothing. <laughs> like people, right?
2: They all, oh, we don't want him. He's rubbish. He's rubbish, right? Hear me out, right? If James Tarkovsky goes to West Ham or Leicester, Craig yes. Dawson will be one of the perfect signings. Now I admit he's not as good as Tarke, all right, but he's got Premier League experience, all right. He has been relegated a few times, but like you say, he fits a dice mold perfectly. Now we need a central defender before Tarkie leaves because of Gibson and I don't fancy Kevin Long as first backup you know what I mean and, and obviously Gibson's left and we've got a lot of what well, once I think at the minute now cuz Ben Mee's injured it's potentially Tarky and Kevin Long um and the first game against Leicester then after that if Tarkey leaves it's Kevin Long and Jimmy Dunn you know and the yeah. center halves in the premier league so that's that, there's not enough depth there so oh, for him. me so for me get if Tarkie leaves get Dawson in Everyone, stop complaining about it. Get Dawson in, and he can be the guy that slots in next to Ben Me. Now, there straight you. away, he gets in there. His Premier League experience straight away. He, like I said, he's not as good as Target, but that's fine. He will do a job there, and he will probably keep us up. I think, in my opinion, alongside Ben Me and in a dice system. However, if we do sign him, we also need to sign some young centre arse Maybe the lad from Forest. I forgot his name. Is it Worrell? Or maybe the lad from Preston as well. So if you do that, get Dawson in. Get, say, right, that's your shirt for the next season, season and a half, maybe two seasons. Get one of the young lads in and say, right, you sit on the bench, you learn this club, you learn the ethos, you learn what we do, you learn our systems, you get experience in our systems and in the Premier League through sub appearances and cup appearances and stuff like that. And then in two years' time, Dawson, off you pop, bye-bye, thanks for your service. Young lad, in you go next to Ben Me If Ben Mee's still around, job done. I don't see what the problem is with bringing Craig Dawson in, if that's the thinking.
1: Like, like I said, we don't want to be... We we all want better, we all want more, we all want exactly but you're not gonna get better than James Tarkovsky. And if you are, you're gonna to have to spend more than the income that we're getting for him anyway. We yeah. we we have to just fill the gap at this minute and and like you said, nurture a player I'd say, like we did with Tarka. I would have reservations if we brought
2: this lad from Forest in or the lad from Preston in or another championship player in, in and he went straight in. But if you're bringing in someone with a lot of Premier League experience like he does, just set your mind back as well, by the way, to when Johnny Evans were available or becoming available after his after his last club contract had run out, for example, and I was like, oh, nobody wants him. Gus Leicester. he's been fantastic ever since.
1: You know leave what I mean? He's been he's done
2: well. Exactly. exactly. And Craig Dawson will be the exact same thing. He'll he'll slot into that bonus side quite well. However, the shirt isn't yours forever. You have to leave in two years when we nurture uh, one of the young lads. But I just... I know what'll happen now if we sign in, there'll be a big overreaction as well. There's probably people in the comments on Facebook now and maybe even on YouTube and stuff, um, when we premiere it on Facebook on Friday night saying, Oh, you're talking shit, mate. Um, but I, I think I I think that's the right thing to do, and it looks like you agree with
1: me. Yeah, I, mate, it's, it's uh, we're not in a time where we've got time on a side. We have just got to do what we've got to do, and then we ain't got a budget. And we, we've got to remember we didn't buy a ready-made Ben me. We didn't buy a ready-made Trippier and we didn't buy a ready-made Tarkovsky. These players have all come in as lawns or developed development players or making a step up like Tarkovic. were was were really a development player. I think that's a bit harsh to say that sentence. But he was brought in with a view to be a first team and not initially a first team. And I think, like you said, we need to get somebody in now and then and bring someone ready for taking over.
2: Yeah. If Tarkey doesn't leave, for example, I don't want us to sign Craig Dawson. Just get one of the young lads yeah. in and say, right, when Tarky leaves next season, potentially, or in January, then that position's yours. Um, but if Tarky leaves, Craig Dawson, for me, I can't think of anybody else. I do not think... I cannot think of anybody else who's got Premier League experience who is in our price range.
1: Yeah, it's because, I mean, you look at the relegated teams, probably still got a huge budget to try and bounce back because of the parachute payments and things like that. And... Uh, you know, you've got to convince them to to move from that club as well. I do think that a lot of would want to play Premier League football, but do we have a perfect fit? And and I think we do. To be honest with you, I think we do. I don't want to. I don't want to say that. I'd rather say no. We don't want to fucking spend thirty odd million on that. You know, I remember saying when Ben Chilwell like three years ago, like when he ran the Leicester bench coming through. I'm like, oh, I've seen this kid once in a League Cup game. He was brilliant. We should sign him. That's the kind of players I want to be signing, but. You know, we're
2: not, it's always the race? same with us, isn't it? It's always the same with us. I remember we were linked to um, Robertson when he were at Hull. Yeah, We were linked with him. Then he left, obviously, Chilwell as well. I remember something being said there. Um, it's, it's always the same. I'll be the same again in a couple of years. We'll hear about these kids that we're talking about now that will be superstars and going for big money moves to top four clubs in three, four years. Um But another thing I want to quickly ask your opinion on is there's been plenty of rumours this week of the Daesh garlic rig system not working because everybody sees eye-to-eye. Now, I put that out, and the first reaction is, is, oh, this journalist will know nothing. Why are you saying all this sort of stuff? It's obviously not happening. But the evidence is there, mate. We're not bringing anybody in. We're not even rumoured to be bringing anybody in. Apart from that, every now and then you'll hear like Craig Dawson who's just come back up, for example. That's the first one I've heard for a long time. And every time Chris Borden, obviously the chief, sports editor at the Berlin Express or Alex James at Lanks Live or friend of the podcast as Alex James is Andy Jones at the Athletic every time they're asked about it they say oh nothing's close we don't know anything so there's obviously something in that for me I'm guessing I don't know anything I'm just going off that report and I just I I think that's that that dice garlic rig system clearly doesn't seem to be working and since rig's been in we've not really met a like a, a really big signing. I, I, I don't think I think maybe Gibson was just on that but obviously it didn't work out, but that's not his fault. I just think there's something in that. It's obviously not working.
1: But it's not just that, is it? It's it's the outs as well that you got to look at. The people that are going out. So this guy has been brought in on a recruitment system. And recruitment's not always necessarily bringing someone in. It's getting contracts sorted uh, yes. and getting like you said. You want? I don't understand to the to this day why and injury irrelevant of his goal the over there. He's like he's being let go. He's once he's our biggest signing. 15 mil, and then we're letting him go at the end of his contract. That is, that is just madness. So, for me, there's more uh, there's more questions than just what are we bringing in. I'm like, where, where is this role and where, what is he doing behind the scenes? I don't know him. i met the guy, probably a really good lad, but I, don't, I want to see some income now. Well, you've been given a job to bring me players as a fan. I want to see it.
2: Yeah, I want to see I want to see players in. I want to see this system, this Dice garlic rig thing. Because obviously there's a lot of rumours that Dash and Garlic don't see eye to eye. It could be a potential that that Daesh is the stubborn one in all of this. Like Rig might be coming up with players and Dash might be like, "Well, no, he's, he doesn't fit my system, or whatever." It might just be Garlic being a tight bastard, and that brings us on nicely um, to something that I've seen today. I haven't put it out on Turfcast as yet because. Of the logistics of it all. But um, I don't know if you've seen it, Simon. You probably will have done. There's been some reports today that two rival bidders are apparently competing to take ownership of the club. Now, this was an exclusive in the Telegraph. However, the Telegraph is behind a paywall, so I can't read it. I'm not paying for it. Um, Thankfully, the Irish Independent picked it up. So if you want to have a look at it, go on to the Irish Independent and um, try and find it on there. (laughs) Yeah, cheers, Quill. So he probably did it. Um, Now, it's one of these. Now, I, I don't want to sort of like drop any anything in it or anybody or anything at any any time but I remember hearing this time last season that calls were being made to try and potentially change owners of the club or, or sell the club as a as term is a thing um, and now this has finally come out maybe that was true at the time, we di- I didn't put anything out at the time because I didn't have any tangible evidence other than oh my mate's dog's dad's auntie told me, but now that the Telegraph has got it I think there might be something in this i think it's got legs
1: i don't know i've not heard nothing my my my, the reason for my pause was because i'm thinking how 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 happy i am about this i thought that was where the question was going so my question uh, um yeah basically i think that this board and this regime and this managerial thing and everything it, as it is right now it is taking us as far as we can possibly go so who do you want to change as a gamble bearing man, fans because you're all listening <coughs> to this and I, was thinking, I would do this but you've got to be prepared that it might not work and who you're going to change because for me i don't really want to change that it's not yet maybe in a few years but if we change something else but right yeah. now don't want to change that because we ain't got the players that any other manager I don't think will work and, and be 10th and 7th in the Premier Leagues. Um, I think that it won't be the end of the world, mate. to be honest with you, no, if, if that is the case.
2: I think the term that you're looking for, that I think you've said to me before, and you probably said it on last week's podcast, Burnley have outgrown Mike Garlick. He has done so much for us, and he gets yes. a lot of stick, and I don't agree with all this stick that he gets. The garlic out thing... I disagree with. It's not the same as like Teesdale out and stuff, where you know it was like all oh, toxic and things like that, and it deserved to be toxic. If I remember, I was only six at the time, I think, but I remember it rightly. The Teasdale thing was quite toxic for a reason. Mike Garlick has done a lot for this football club,
1: nice but nice. we have
2: outgrown him. We
1: have outgrown it's him. Sort of killed before him, and did sort of, yeah, exactly. It's been a, it's been a building process, and is this building now need to go to another level?
2: Yeah, I, 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 think I think we need to do that. I think we've outgrown Matt Garlic. And shout out, by the way, to the guy who who said on the Facebook stream last week, "Oh, is this podcast sponsored by Matt Garlic?" It's all positive stuff. This week, I'm saying we need to get rid of him. So obviously, I'm not obviously I'm not buddy sponsored by him. But not in last like, episode, guy, just, you
1: know
2: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not Mike's <laughs> not funding us anymore. Um, but I think without have him. But he's done so much for us. However, then you've got all the other side of it. Like, look at Blackburn down the road. Like, when the Walker family or Jack Walker's... Blackburn. So, like, who, who we left it to, um, who we left Blackburn to, sold it on to Venkies and stuff. It's been not been the same since now. They can't get rid of him. So, we, do, we need to make sure we're not in one of them positions. However, I've got full trust in Mike Garlic to sell it to the right people. Yeah. However... But then there's the other side of it, though, isn't there? Like... These people can lie to you and stuff. I presume that's what happened with the Walker family and Venkis. I, I don't know. I know it was Jack that had the passion for, for robbers, and probably not his kids or his grandkids, whoever he left it to. They might not have had the same passion, but you would think they'd have the same sort of, what's the word, morals and stuff. Not to just think, ah, fuck it, I'm not awesome. I'm just going to get rid of it. Glad they did. And I'm glad Blackburn are now absolutely shy, but you know, it's, you've got to be careful and things like this. I'm a bit worried. I think we have outgrown the current board and the current regime for us to get to the next level, which is what we all want, to maybe win a trophy or to maybe get into Europe again or to establish yourself as a top 10 Premier League club. But you need to be careful who you sell it to because it could easily go south. We could easily do a, a, a Sunderland, for example.
1: Is it anything in life? If you rush it, you a chance to get it wrong. And... This is another scenario. If we keep with the dash, garlic, everything that we are, and we keep planning along, eventually natural progression will grow. You know, we look at where we've come. We've got the development. We've mentioned it last week, the category A, the, the stadium, the disability, the Gortholk training ground. Everything has grown at a gentle pace over the last two decades. You mm. know I mean? we look back to 2001 when we got promoted 20 years ago, and then look at where we are now. And it's not been like, but rocketing rockets enough, has it, let's be fair. It's took 20 years to build this if you want to jump at that and, and see that progression going another five years it, it's gonna it's a gamble mate because like you said you can go to it so you could be a bolton you could be a if you find you know if it doesn't work and you've got in the fair play league killed Burnley a bit because we don't have the fan base <laughs> that brings in the income that then can warrant the outcome outgoings and that's another difficulty
2: yeah, and obviously you've got teams like Macclesfield and Bury as well. And I don't think we'll ever end up like them, even if we do sell to a bad owner, but they're the sort of things that you've got to worry about. Obviously, Macclesfield will wound up today. I don't know what the ins and outs of that are, but as far as I'm aware, they no longer exist. There'll probably be a Phoenix club in some sort. It's obviously a shame to see. I went to Macclesfield last season, obviously, through my, my job at a League Two club, which I won't mention this week after last night's performance in the Carabao Cup. but um you, you've got to be careful with things like this and I, I do i am i do get anxiety about it because you know because it's the I wanted to the do
1: richest well. owners in the world but it doesn't matter if you marketing and you' everything doesn't bring in the revenue to, to warrant the expenditure otherwise you break mm. the fair, 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 fair mm. play rules so there's a lot more things we've got to do than just chuck new owners out here we've got to build the infrastructure yeah. which we've done now and we need to build on it
2: yeah, exactly. I agree with that. And just touching on that report as well, just keeping with it for a minute. Just another aspect of it. Um, according to the report, though, that as I said was an exclusive with the Telegraph. Um, the fact that we are in limbo of the takeover because Mike wants to sell and he's currently trying to get these two bidders competing with each other or whatever. Um, this is meaning that we are struggling to be players in because of it. So apparently, this is the reason why we're not signing anybody now. I don't want to make excuses for the board, but. I- I can I can half see that. However, it's not like Mike puts his own money in when we bring pe- when we sign people. You know, he might have done for other things in the past. If, but if you sign somebody, it's the club money. So yeah, I don't see why issue club, with
1: spending it. The value of his shares remain the same. The expenditure of what we spend in that thing will come out of the pot anyway. So yeah, I agree. I mean, you you know
2: you know far more about business than me. All, all of that sounded ridiculously complicated already. But all, all I know is, is that Mike has his own money and Burnley Football Club accounts on their current account, if it's a current account, I don't know, has their own money. The money that if you transfer it over to Aston Villa Football Club, for example, for a, you know, a bank transfer for a player, is going to come out of the Burnley Football Club pot, not the Mike Garlic pot. So if that Burnley Football Club pot isn't going to move, no matter what owners come in and, and can now use that pot, just spend the pot. Give the pot to a, another team for, in exchange for a player. Mike's pot's going to stay the same. Just use it from our pot. So I don't see why that's an excuse to not buy any players.
1: Anyone else listening know. to this? weren't thinking of the word piss pot. There's something wrong. With it. <laughs> I didn't cross a man once. I'll That's a lot to Think about with the piss pot. Anyway, uh, yeah, I agree, mate. I think there's there's more to it. It's, unfortunately, we ain't got a quick fix in this scenario. We need to bring players in to sustain the Premier League status. Because if he does not sell at this transfer window, the odds are we ain't selling until end of the season, and we need to stay in the Premier League.
2: Hundred percent. If if we go down, then nobody. These two yeah. American consortiums aren't going to be as interested, if at all interested. You know, we You'll end up getting a local businessman again, maybe David Fishwick or or whatever, who's got a few million bank or something like that. Which which is fine. It's worked for Mike Garlic. It worked for um, Kilby and stuff like that. So you know, but we'll never we'll never get we won't get to the next level with the law. Lo- because as far as yeah. I'm aware, there's no local businessman that's a billionaire or whatever.
1: we have a massive like investment we are a huge investment for somebody in the premier league we're probably the cheapest club to buy but like i said to you a bit before i'll say it again lots more shit happens than just buying a club and putting money in it you, you you can say goodbye to buying 45 pound shirts and and cheap season tickets and all that shit that comes with being this sort of like you know the lower end of the table if you want to see success unfortunately you got to pay for it well, I'm happy to pay for it. Hopefully, I'm, I'm happy not. to pay for it. But I'm just saying, you've got to be prepared for it.
2: Finally, though, if we do, if we do actually get someone else in, you know, the the, the marketing department and the Burnley Football Club marketing side of things might improve because me and you were talking about this this week and stuff. Like, it still pisses me off to this day that the marketing is so bad from the club. Like, I know it's all sort of like we have a a local sort of like mentality around here, and I think that's echoed in the club. But typical things like you can't buy your Burnley shirt anywhere else, anywhere else apart from Burnley Football Club. But yet. You know, if, if that Umbro website, for example, I went on the Umbro website, that's what made me talk about it with you, weren't it, on that phone call this week. went on the Umbro website this week and you can't buy a Burnley shirt off the Umbro website, but yet you can buy a, a Brentford shirt, a Blackburn shirt, a Huddersfield shirt, because obviously Umbro make all of their kits. So there's something, for some reason, at Burnley Football Club that makes them say, nah, only we can sell our shirts. And I don't get that, because then you're, you there's so many more millions of customers out there that now will not see your brand and cannot buy your shirt because of it. And like you said, me and you follow MLS. I haven't really done it this season, to be honest, because it's been a bit been a bit poo. Um, or should I say the team that I follow has been a bit poo, so I don't follow it as much now. But um we we came across that by going on like different websites and stuff and and seeing other team shirts on there and stuff. So I think that's another thing that can hopefully move forward.
1: This is why big teams like Barcelona are ultimately as successful they yeah. are. I'm not comparing this at all, but I'm just saying that it's certainly not-, not Barca. Uh, my kids look at the Jordan Paris Saint Germain kit and think that's well smart. I want that training top. I want yeah. that thing. And then ultimately, that's how you get fans from outside the the, the town, isn't it? You see, you've got to appeal to them somehow and, and often. It's just by simply the shirt or the player that they signed.
2: I agree. I just I think we just need to do more. We need to do more to to appeal to a global audience rather than just a local audience. Don't get me wrong; the local audience is just as important, if not more important, than the global audience. But for the level that we are as a club now, you need to appeal more to people that aren't just the seventy-five thousand people in this town, or the hundred and fifty thousand people that are in the Burnley borough area, or the three hundred thousand people that are in the Pendle borough area. They're just all guest numbers. That's I ain't got a fucking rare. clue.
1: Fucking
2: <laughs> I ain't got a clue. I ain't got a clue how many people live in the boroughs, but I you know what? I think Pendle actually has more people in it than Burnley, which I was surprised about, but there's like three or four towns in that in that borough, isn't there? So I guess it makes sense. Um finally Just getting on to the last few bits now. I don't know if you've got anywhere to go this week. I don't think you do, do you? Um, But we've actually got some games to look forward to. Now, normally on this bit, I will bring in a, a supporter from another club and be like, Hi there, you're the Leicester podcast guy. Let's talk about Leicester versus Burnley. I sent three messages out. One said he were unavailable. One said he couldn't do it today, but could do it tomorrow. All that. It's out by then, mate. The other one didn't answer me. So... Unlucky Leicester, you can't have someone else on here. Um, But with the Sheffield United one, I won't rate right fuss because it's a Carabao Cup game, so yeah. I was going to preview the, the Sheffield one with you.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, no. and, but now I'll have to preview the Leicester one with you as well. But anyway, Carabao Cup, are you that bothered this season? Yeah. Yes, I'm um. not. Normally I am. But this season, due to the due to the 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 size of the squad, the fact that we're not bringing anybody in, uh, look at last season when we had Joe Hart in the net, x amount of England caps and x amount of Premier League titles. Ben Gibson on the in the central defence again called up for England and stuff like that. I was like, this team should do well in the cup. We need to progress in this cup. Now we'll be playing probably Jimmy Dunn and Bailey Peacock foul in the net. You'll have probably Glennon at right back or whatever. So. I'm not too fussed. Give the kids a run out. Hopefully yeah. they do well. Well, mix the kids with the with the first teamers, admittedly, not just the kids. Give it a nice mix and then and then see where we go from there. But if we get beat, I'm not that fussed this year because of how thin the squad is.
1: I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, you know, from shirt in bed and get it next year. But I am um, I am slight I'm slightly excited for it because there's players that I really want to see. Um sort of get the chance and there's other players that I want to see kept happy in the meantime while they're waiting to get the first team back or what have you because there's there's a lot of players that are sort of like fringe players and coming through so for example Peacock Farrell I want to see him play in action now I'm excited to see what he's about because I I love watching him internationally I think he's he's done a really good job Um, and then we've got four strikers that are first team choice do you know what I mean? They, they all can't all play, so we want to keep them firing on all cylinders so that when the injuries come in, they're ready to go. Uh, yeah, there is, I agree with you that it's probably not ideal right now, but at the beginning of the season, my question to you would be, who do you start when we haven't had a pre a game yet and Leicester have had a game and they, they, they were quite successful in that game? Uh, do, do you start your first team with a view to kick on at Leicester or do you start your second team as you would do in a normal season?
2: I would start... Um the Kiefers teamers or some of the Kiefers teamers. Um I'd start Tarke, just mm. so he's cooked hard, just to piss Leicester off, if they come in. Um I'd start Bailey in the net because poor pair, you know, you don't really need fitness and, and stuff as a keeper. Obviously you need to be a certain level, obviously, but um I'd start Bailey. Um Mate, I'd, I'd, I'd probably do Westy and Brownell in the centre to to get them two on because I think that's going to be the pairing this season. And Jack Cottslinger anyway, as far as I'm aware, yeah. so we need to get them playing more together. I know they did towards the end of last season, but pick that up again, see if them two can play. But as of up front, um, I wouldn't touch Wood or Jay. I'd, I'd do Barnes and Vids um, so them two could play. i uh, just sort of like mix it around. I'd have um, probably Jimmy Dunn with Tarke rather than Kevin Long. Um, just see what he's like we know what Kevin Long's like he's, he's had his chances a few times and then just sort of like mix it like that you know what I mean rather than play your first full strength 11 because the game's only in three four days against Leicester so you don't want to tire anybody out yeah no yeah what, what about you what would you just do
1: just sort of like the mentality of it I, I'm on the fence with it because so it was someone else that brought it to my attention like get the first team in give them a run out before Leicester thought, yeah no, it's not actually a bad idea that but I agree with you 90 minutes after you know weeks off and then another 90 minutes in four days, and an already depleted squad, you're probably going to start seeing injuries within a month or two of the season already. And uh, we uh, we probably need to be more protective than we usually are with these players, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, especially like you say, with the squad being so thin this season because X amount of people left because they weren't signed on contracts, and now we've brought nobody in apart from a third-choice goalkeeper. Um, predictions for the Sheffield United game?
1: Uh unfortunately I think we might get beat. Um again just because of what we just discussed all, all the way through podcast the lack of investment and signings and players available. Um so unfortunately I think we might get beat. I, I don't really want to put a score on it because I can't tell you how seriously they're gonna take it you know Yeah, Yeah,
2: I, mean? I think I think I think that's it for me. I don't know what team they're going to put out. And I think, you know what, it's going to be absolute sod's law. In the last few years, we've played Accrington Stanley, we've lost, we've played Port Vale, we've lost, we've played Burton Albion, we've lost, we've played Sunderland, we've lost, play a Premier League side, Sheffield United, and we'll win. God's sake, why don't you do this in the last few seasons? So, yeah. again, I don't want to predict it because you don't know how seriously they're going to take it. You don't really know how seriously Burnley are going to take it. But I'm just going to guess at a win for this one to keep myself looking a bit more positive because of my prediction coming up for the Leicester game. So I'm going to say win for Sheffield United. Yeah. And then we'll move on to Leicester in a second. However, I know I've already mentioned them twice in the podcast, which is only what I need to do for the contract. I only need to mention them twice. And we're going to mention pitch sports again, because I know a lot of people uh, use it. I sometimes forget to use it uh, before games. But what you can do, you can pick your team or your starting eleven on that app and post it to social media. So uh, we'll be doing that at some point today, as in yeah. Thursday, if you're listening to this on Thursday, I'll be putting it out later in the day. Um, and if you can, pick yours, respond to ours, retweet ours, whatever, uh, and then we can all have a look at what you're sort of thinking, whether you're thinking to to play your first team, or so they have a run out, or mix it like I want to do. Uh, but anyway, moving on to the Leicester game. Uh, first game up in the Premier League, and it's a tough one to start with, to be fair
1: massively tough, I mean, did you see him the other day? I know it was against the new boys but... Yeah, it's one of them, isn't though, isn't it? They, yeah, they look
2: convincing, they look good going forward, they looked good at the back to say that they keep telling everybody they need a centre-back, they look oh, good at the
1: back. I like that, um,
2: Yeah, no, you don't need talk, eh? Yeah, leave, leave him, he's right where he is! <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of them, like, you, you, can, you can use that argument and say, it's only West Brom, and I half agree with that, because West Brom in my humble opinion, are gonna go down and probably go down quite convincingly, potentially finish bottom. Um, but West did I say West Ham all that time? I can't remember. But I West Brom did I have West Ham? Yeah. Um but the new boys when they come up, they tend to do well for first few weeks. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> None of that. Leicester sniffed that out straight away. There were none of that from West Brom. And I think that was all down to Leicester. Um and it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a very tough game. I don't think we'll get the result we got there last season or should have got, should I say. I always yeah. I always look back at that game and think, oh, we drew. Then I remember we didn't. We got screwed out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to that decision from Johnny Evans. Well not from Johnny Evans, Edith made the decision. Um thanks to the foul from Johnny Evans. Um you know what I mean. But um I think this season it's gonna be a lot tougher. Because we're going to have Kevin Long at the back. No disrespect to Kevin Long, but he's a championship defender at best, in my opinion. We're going to have Tarkey and Ben at the back and a few others as well that are missing up front. I think, like you said, Barnes is missing, I think. I can't remember. Oh, no, I think I heard his back, isn't he? I've just said that for the Sheffield United game. But there's going to be a lot of sort of like a patched-up side and I think for me that um, that's going to be telling on Saturday. Or oh, Sunday, sorry.
1: I'm, I'm uh, being quietly optimistic about Leicester. I think that they are good. I think that they they were convincing the other day, but I think that when Burnley's back to the wall, we have enough about us sometimes. And if we go, if we're going out there all guns blazing, and, and a fully strength squad, I think that they we're probably easier to pick off. But when we play sort of like defensive, we we're, we're very very difficult to break down. And watching that West Brom game, most of their opportunities ended up being set pieces, like the penalty. The yeah, uh, there weren't many shots from inside the box in my memory. I, I didn't watch it, cool, but concentrating on it, golden it all. But, um, I do think that if we sit back, they will They'll find us hard to break down there. So, I'm, I'm quietly optimistic that we might nick something to be honest.
2: So, what are you thinking then? Draw,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll take a draw now. I'd snatch your hand off at a draw, well, yeah,
2: I, I'll take a draw. But if you're being optimistic, are you going to put your neck on the line and say it's
1: a draw? I'm gonna, i Hoping we could have nicked a 1 0 or you know, but um, I don't know if I should be that bold. Go on, I'll go for it 1 0 Burnley. Going 1 0
2: Burnley, I'm yeah. going a convincing 2 0 to Leicester. Yeah, um, I think it'll be 2 0, and everyone will look at that and go, That's respectful, but it'll be one of them where Nick Pope keeps us in the game quite a few times. Could have been three or four or five if it wasn't for Nick, sort of commentating BBC Sports, sort of style. Um, and that's why people are interested in him and that sort of thing and, and stuff like that. So it's going to be a tough one. Apologies for being so pessimistic, um, everybody. I, I um, that just, I
1: that I just proves
2: that garlic doesn't sponsor this podcast or Mr. Guy who said that. Um,
1: but yeah, that's pretty much it. Unless there's anything you want to add? No, thanks for having me. Hopefully this is it now. mate. Let's get back. Let's get some points on the board. Maybe start a cup run this season. Who knows? You've got all this optimism at the beginning of the season and all this negativity, but we have no idea where it's going to go.
2: I'm going to say it's negativity this season, isn't it? However, yeah. I, know I, I know I do sound a bit negative, but I think we'll be more than all right in the yeah. league table if we keep out of Tarkovsky. The thing is, <laughs> as I've just mentioned about 30 minutes ago, my mentality is we probably are going to lose Tarkovsky. So because I have that mentality, I'm like, oh, well, hold on a second. If we're going to lose Tarkovsky, we're going to be in trouble in the league table. But, um, Again, I still don't think we'll go down, even if we sell him. I think we'll have enough to stay up, but we have to bring somebody in. If we don't bring anybody in and we have Ben Mee and Kevin Long at the back, I love Ben Me. I like Kevin Long. I just don't think he's good enough, to be honest, to play a full season in the Premier League. And I think if that happens, then we'll go down. But I don't think the club are that stupid. I think they will eventually... Sorry, not eventually. I think they will make sure that they bring somebody in if they are leaving.
1: Yeah, I I think we're, we're... we would not do that. We wouldn't, it's, it's football suicide, isn't it? To let that kind of play and not having it ready-made. Nowadays, it's almost a given that when you buy a player off, off a team, their best player, you have to wait to they've got a replacement and almost contribute towards that replacement coming in.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but right, I'll just start wrapping up then. If you don't already, please do follow us on social media. It's Turfcast Podcast on Twitter, Turfcast Podcast on Facebook. Instagram and YouTube, and um, look out on our social medias in the next couple of days. Because as Simon knew, um, I started a Discord just at the start of lockdown. Simon, I got a clue how to use it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out this week. So if you are into Discord or whatever, uh, basically it's like a message board. So essentially, it's going to be like a message board for the podcast uh, where you can chat to me. You can chat to Simon as well, but he probably won't answer because he do not know how to use it. And all the oh. other users like, yeah, Neil will be on there who's been on the watch along. So, so will Quilter and things like that. Um, I'm sure Jared and Johnny and stuff will get on board as well. If they wanted to, again, I don't think they'll know, especially Jared, uh, will know how to use Discord as well. But it's also going to be like a Burnley message board as well. So people can chat about things that's happening in the world of Burnley Football Club as well. So we'll go down that route. But thank you, Simon, for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening slash watching. And we will see you next week.